0: For today's episode, we are going to open up on black, just the color black. And this black changes, there's this different color on it, almost as if it's reflecting a pale green light. And we're going to zoom out from the black and we're going to see that it has a shape. It's a circular shape, but next to it are other circular shapes and small legs sticking out from it, eight of them to be precise. And we move out from this small glass spider that is motionless, and see that it's laying in a pile of hundreds, thousands of other spiders, all piled, motionless, forgotten. Until that light, which is connected to the end of a vine, reaches down and picks up one of the spiders. And the vine turns to the man that they're wrapped around, and they show him this creature, and they say, this one has me confused. It looks like a spider, but... And it taps it against the wall, and it just breaks into brittle shards of glass. It has the construction of glass. Well, then, a glass spider! A glass... spider? Yeah, a glass spider. You got a glass, you got a spider, you put them together, you got a glass spider. Oh! You can put different things together. And then the light goes down, picks up one of the spiders and says, I think we're going to keep one of these. Shock is just that meme
1: of the like monkey puppet that looks to the side and just uh, (laughs) uh, looks back, minds its own business.
2: The Hopper thinks about it and then just bees excited. And he's also seen how much Rock Ryan values his cool things that he likes that he picks up off the ground. So... That's not a
1: fossil. What if it was a glass
0: fossil? Yeah. (laughs) Sci-fi, it could be. Fine, put it in, B. And as B goes to take this Apocryta spider, not knowing what it is, from this giant pile and put it into Rock Ryan's satchel, you just hear another voice pipe up. We have actually not had the opportunity to study a member of the Apocryta safely. Please pocket one of those for me as well for further research. And against Rock Ryan's wishes, Bee just picks up another armful of obsidian spiders and shoves them in the satchel for Cubo's research.
2: So Cubo's getting like 10 times the samples he asked for. I love it.
0: Bee's just helpful like that. So yeah, let's zoom out from B and Rock Ryan and the spiders. You are in front of Red. I was originally going to be cruel and make Red a pyramid that is half submerged underwater. It would still look like a pyramid, though.
1: Even if you half submerged a pyramid, it still looks like a pyramid. It's just smaller now. It's
0: true. But for the sake of you and our audience, it's a cube.
2: That's nice. That was kind of you. An easy shape. (laughs) (laughs)
0: And you are in this little cavity in the cube, which is also a cube, but like a smaller divot outside next to you. You can see one of the tubes that they used to travel across Prilema. This one, like the others, was broken. So you had to kind of platform your way across the worst experience. Terrible. But now you're on the other side. You're in front of a door. It is a square door. We're going to keep with our square theme here. But interestingly, next to it, you see piles of the Apocryta spiders, motionless. Now, you had seen one or two while you were exploring the ruins before. I hadn't brought them up because there were other things to be paying attention to. But you notice that they're really congealed here as if this was a center point for the Apocryta before it got temporarily halted by Aegon.
2: Okay, Hopper's a little bit more concerned with the volume of spiders because if it was just one or two, it's like that makes sense for them to be here. And even the small pile, sometimes things happen in larger quantities than at other times. But this is a significantly larger quantity.
0: It's like six foot tall. Like you could have children climb on it to play, like a like a snow hill in winter.
2: That is too many spiders. <laughs> if you can climb on us on a hill of spiders,
0: altogether too many.
2: Altogether too many spiders. <laughs> (laughs) doesn't want to dismantle anything because that could cause structural damage. And he also is a little bit afraid of the spiders, but he does want to poke around. I don't need to roll anything for that because I don't expect to find anything, but Hops, take a note.
0: Okay, sounds good. And you know what? I'll be kind. You do find something. Really? You find spiders.
2: Oh,
0: (laughs) I got really excited. Okay, roll me a 1d10. I'll give you a cypher. Okay. The cypher is spiders.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's a spider cipher. It's a spipher. I can't find my d10s.
0: Alright, actually a 1d6. Wait, wait.
2: No, it's 10. <laughs> the only time I've ever rolled.
0: Yeah, there are only six items actually on this list.
2: I just found my d10. This so is the way I rolled it, and I got a 10, and now I have to roll a d6.
0: And I got a two. Oh, wait, Tom already got this. Give me a second.
2: <laughs> Should I reroll my d6?
0: No, I'm just going to give you what three had. Okay. You get a three foot by three foot cube of clay that, once molded into a shape, maintains its form. At an opportune time, the clay will break away to reveal a cipher of that shape. You can either describe the shape right now or just doodle it down, but you need to decide it now.
2: I'd like it to be a diamond, please.
0: Now, are we talking about a diamond diamond or a pyramid diamond?
2: We're talking about like, like a cartoon prize diamond, like you'd find in The Rescuers, like just a big old diamond.
0: Okay, so like an every kiss begins with K kind of diamond. Every kiss
2: begins with K, but bigger.
0: Okay, A clay diamond, which is not in a diamond shape, in like the classic geometrical shape, it's in the diamond gem shape.
2: Yes. It's a chaos emerald. I was
0: about (laughs) to. It's a Kleos Emerald! And while Hop is doing that shock, you notice that B is kind of looking around. It seems like they haven't been in this specific space a whole lot. While Rock Ryan is shiftily moving his eyes around and just taking that fossil that he found, as well as some others he picked up along the way, and just quietly putting them in his beard safely as he looks around.
1: (laughs) So is there any way other than sound that you can tell that that creature is coming? The Preserve? It's always coming. W- well, yes, but when it's close.
0: It's always close. What I think Rock Ryan is trying to say is that we always need to act like the preserve is around the corner because it is always hunting us. Why is that? Well, why was it hunting you, like fossils? I guess. Could it be the fossils? Shock <laughs> is going
1: to consider this fervor.
0: It's tough to know for sure, but that's what we think. I like to think of the preserve almost like a sibling. It and I both came out of, and the vine just like motions all over the place. This stuff. I can't really remember anything. That's why Rock Ryan is helping me out. But the preserve seems to remember everything, and it does not like to share its memories.
2: That's interesting. Do you have any idea where it came from?
0: (sighs) And Rock Ryan, frustrated, almost seems to punch the wall where a door should be.
2: Oh, like everywhere. But I mean, what kind of force created
0: it? He slams the wall even more, like five times, like, All right, fair enough. Uh, Beat him! No, Rock Ryan is not angrier than usual. He is saying that the preserve comes from here. You called it the red module? Oh, well, there might
1: be more answers as to why it lives here inside. And plenty of
0: fossils too, right? And he gets right up to you, Hop, right in your face, challenging you. Hopper forfeits. (laughs) (laughs) Like he just,
2: he will put his hands up a little bit and step back and be like, "Fossils are all yours." Although I think if they're chasing you for the fossils, that might be something you want to consider when you take the fossils.
1: Shock just looks at the piles of spiders and does a thousand-yard stare. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of
0: fossils. And with that, Rock Ryan pulls out his shovel, which still has the imprint of Shock's face on it. Wow. And in response to you, Hop says, well, that's what I got this for. And he taps part of the wall, which you notice has that indentation. The green light had gone in to power things. And following that, B actually leaves the vine and they spread out, taking their light and making it fill the entire width of the square door, which opens up.
2: Again, fair enough.
0: Okay, you make your way into Red's module. And you know what? I'm going to keep it simple. The inside, you get to a giant awning, also a cube. Thank God. Would have been disappointed otherwise. Except this cube is not really a cube. (laughs) Why isn't it a cube? (laughs) So when we went into the blue module, and reminder, that one's the pyramid. That's actually a diamond half submerged underwater. I had mentioned that the bog was trying to get up, but the flexi glass was keeping it out. Something similar has happened here for the inside of the red module except instead of successfully keeping out the bog the flexi glass and the red module failed to keep out this mishmash of sharp neon colored wires and wooden panels haphazardly smashed together with just all sorts of nails like a terrible woodworking project for the first time you are able to actually set cubo to the side and not use him and b to illuminate everything because there is enough light here the building is really separated into two On the right side, you can see this perfectly manicured, put together space. It looks almost like a museum where there are these neat countertops that each have things delicately placed on top of them. Beautifully dusted, as if you had just a janitor coming in and cleaning it every single day. And that part is relatively dark. It's shadowed by the just blinding lights of this loud in sight, crushed remains of the speedy speed boy lair, which are just illuminating the space. So you've got two areas. To your right, you've got some of the red module and to your left, you finally, finally found it, and all without far step. You've made it to the crashed ruins of the Speedy Boy lair. Shock runs his hand
1: along the counter, closes his eyes, and then says, Oh, wait. Huh. I can't. And then he turns to Hopper and says, Hopper Scotch, can you help show me the best way to look for clues?
2: Hopper lights up, and uh, he's like, Yeah, well, first you want to start.
0: The first step is to begin
2: (laughs) He has to think of
1: clue-finding techniques
0: that aren't
2: Take out your magnifying glass and click
1: around until it turns red (laughs) I thought it was a cut to, like, a long-winded explanation, not a Now I have to come up with the second lesson
2: Um, well, often you start by asking the locals what they know about the place Looks at B and Rock Ryan Jack shit! Sometimes you get that answer, so you have to... You have to look for context clues a lot. The right side of the, of the module is nice, pristine things, right?
0: Yep, that seems to be what is preserved. It seems much more prileman, whereas the left space, which is all of the speedy speedboy stuff, seems to be untouched. In that, like it's it's like collapsing and ruinous, and it's not being upkept. Right, no one is taking care of it.
2: So over here, you can tell not by you know looking at everything. It's really nice, but why why is that? You know. It fits into a context of why is it here? Who's taking care of it? You see, in uh, the Lardy Boys, <laughs> I had nowhere to go with that. We had,
0: um, we had Jameson Hopper, your idol. I know. Who also was just Indiana Jones that you could have used at any time. I know, no. But you went with the Lardy Boys. No, I was going to build up to Jameson Hopper using the Lardy
2: Boys because clearly the Lardy Boys are the beginner books and then you get to Jameson
0: Hopper. The Lardy Boys. <laughs> All I can think of is the Tardy Boys, the Hardy Goodness. Boys, but they always arrive
1: after the crime has been solved. And their good friend Fancy Sue. <laughs> You've broken Hallie already. hmm I just don't know which part of this broke her the most.
2: <laughs> All the things I can think of are really obvious, like dust away dust. Use a magnifying glass to look at things closer.
0: I'm gonna be merciful and hop, your speech is cut off as a pickaxe just slams into the desk next to you. You look and then you loot.
2: Honestly, that's pretty much it. <laughs>
0: And Rock Ryan picks up his pickaxe, starts walking towards the pristine part of the module and says, I got no interest in any of that light crap you got going on over there. Let me not find anything interesting. Bye! And B just waves their vine as Rockrind walks away into one of the Prilemon parts of the module. You just see as the vine goes from a waving vine to just a waving little light, and then eventually it disappears.
1: Bye! I guess they're right. We, we can't spend a lot of time here, or we'd risk getting attacked again. Let's just search quickly and see if there's anything that survived.
2: Hopper will nod in agreement.
0: Okay. Each of you give me an investigation role. You will each get an asset from Rock Ryan's explanation.
2: Yay! Oh! Well, no, I, I can't even... Yeah, <laughs> like, I botched that.
0: That's fine. I accept that. It helped you clear your mind, Hop. You thought, let's stop thinking of all these steps and just... Look,
2: he got really excited and then didn't know how to put what he does into steps that didn't sound obvious. So he just stammered for a little while while Shock looked at him politely
0: and then then Rock Ryan, bam! Shock was probably enraptured. Mm. Like, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And the next step? Hopper Scotch knows what he's talking about. He does. He just doesn't know how to talk
1: about it. No,
2: Hallie doesn't know what he's talking about. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I'm the world's greatest detective with an 18. Yay!
0: I rolled a four. All right, well, I can't just give you another cipher. You can't. Well, you can. (laughs) So we'll start with Hop. Hop, you notice a pathway. You've been around enough organizations like the Speedy Speed Boys to know what poor road design looks like. And even in the ruins, honestly, it makes them make more sense. You're able to see a pathway so you can see from here how you could maybe maneuver through these. You see like a tunnel that leads back to the shoreline and this is probably how the preserve leaves. And you see other ways that you can explore as well. So I'd say you probably go down, not too, too far, because you know you've got other things to do, but you're going down, exploring this tunnel, seeing that has further places to go.
2: Yeah, I'm scoping it out.
0: Shock, meanwhile, how are you going about your studies? Shock is simply overturning
1: anything that looks like it might be concealing a clue. He doesn't really know what he's looking for. He doesn't have any idea of what happens. doesn't have any frame of
0: reference for anything. He just thinks but maybe there's something, anything and you actually do see one thing so a bit high above you maybe a short distance stabbed into one of the wires you see a dossier this little like folder document is it like out of my reach up high yeah it's a short distance up high like out of your reach strong glass staff
1: chuck's gonna poke the dossier down with his staff all right give me a roll
0: all right cards got a 10 you poke it And it rustles to the side. Poke it again, and it ruffles to the other side. You're poking it in a way that you think should work, but it just doesn't fall down. And after, I'd say, maybe five, ten minutes, the document finally flutters to the ground. I read it. It is a book report on race cars by Fungi, age eight. (laughs) Shock can't
1: tell if this would be a cherished memory or not for him, so he puts it in the bag.
0: Okay. And you keep looking and you keep finding nothing or even worse than nothing. You keep finding things like this little document written by fungi, which, while cute, isn't really aiding towards your goal. Or is it?
1: It's not. It's not. I know that. It, it is not. I know, that I <laughs> it's not actually doing anything. How is shock feeling? I don't know if shock knows what to feel. Because he wants to help Misha, and he's worried about what the speedy speed boys will do. But I think Shock is maybe doing some soul searching and realizing that this is a way to distract himself from thinking about the real problems, like this being that everyone's so afraid of, and everything else that could possibly happen to Misha. Because those speedy speed boys aren't the real ones to worry about, are they, bud? Well... Uh, thank you for joining us, Lowell.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess they're not. And Lowell walks over and he looks at one of the documents that's on the ground in front of you before saying, sorry about those spirits, by the way. You didn't know them at all.
1: It was, um, it's been been a weird few weeks.
0: Well, it's always a shame when someone you trust doesn't trust you back. And Shock will turn and look at him
1: like, oh really? (laughs) Say yes, it is very unfortunate when you trust someone a lot and they betray that trust.
0: He notably does not turn around to look at you. So you got a plan for her yet? Who? You know who I'm talking about. The lady, that thing.
1: You know about the lady with cinnabar lips?
0: I popped in from time to time. Learned a thing or two, you know, I've got, and he taps his head. Quite a few things I know about now, and I can promise you. And that's when he turns back to face you. I don't like her any more than you do, bud. But you're not going to tell me that, are you? Like I said, it sucks when someone you trust
1: doesn't repay that trust in kind. Is that directed at me this time? I don't know. Is it? What do you want? Why tease this in front of me and then say nothing else? Because I want you to understand, or I want you to
0: understand that you understand. And Shock raises his eyebrows for him to continue. There's a reason we got along, Shock. You care about people. You care about those closest to you. And I know that you have it within yourself not to let naysayers stop you from helping those people. Even if those people are the naysayers themselves. You're not wrong. I want to help people as best I can.
1: And so do I. We're both on the same team, bud. Well, unfortunately, actions and intent are sometimes very different things. But once again, what do you want?
0: Will you tell me how we can stop the lady? I'll tell you anything you want. I said I don't like her any more than you do. But I also said trust is a two-way street. The per- Myra and Sunny do not seem to trust me. Just like your good friend, Misha, they'd rather lie down and take whatever fate gives them. But they do trust you. If you promise that when this Cinnabar Lips business is done, you'll help me find them, then I'll tell you everything you want. Pretty good deal, if I do say so myself. Shock
1: is going to do like a sad little smile and say, this feels like it's a bad deal for you. I haven't given you a very good reason to trust me with that information. But I choose to, because I believe in
0: you, Shock. And I will not stop believing in you. Welcome to the announcement break for Quest Friends episode 66, One Neon Night, part 8. I am Kyle, your GM, and our intro and outro songs are Friends and Hitoshio, both by Miracle of Sound. For our announcements today, we've got an NPC shout out for Azuron, who provided a paragraph for Ray to speak in her own words. Although Ray, while being very good at improvisation, actually gets a bit nervous about it, so she's just going to read it word for word. With the various quarantines and social distancing requirements, this is a difficult time for many people's mental health. Be on the lookout for signs of depression and anxiety in your friends and family. Talk to anyone and support them if you think they might be having mental health difficulties. Encourage them to get professional help if necessary. There's no shame in it and this help can be literally life-changing. And perhaps even more importantly, make sure to monitor yourself for symptoms as well. People with depression and anxiety can often hide it from others, and it's extra important that you make sure you aren't hiding it from yourself. 2020 is a... uh, Bitch. uh, Thank you, Ellie. 2020 is a bitch, but that doesn't mean you should let your mental health problems consume you without a fight. Thank you again so much, Azuron. I hope you enjoyed your NPC shout-out. If you're interested in having an NPC shout-out of your own, if you subscribe to us on Patreon.com QuestFriends at the $5 level or above, you also can have a custom message from any NPC of your choice, in addition to a whole lot of other fun stuff, such as an enamel pin of Hopperscotch's new hat. This pin is a limited time promo for anyone who backs us at any level on Patreon by the end of the month. If you'd like to learn more about the hat as well as the other benefits you can get from subscribing to us on Patreon, you can follow the link below or google patreon.com questfriends. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Our schedule is going to be a little bit different coming up. In a week and a half on Halloween itself, October 31st, we are going to be releasing the Damon AU, a follow-up to our Halloween special from last year. And then to hopefully start getting me on a better schedule, we're actually going to take the next week off and come back on November 9th for the next episode of One Neon Night. I'll see you then.
1: Taken back by Lowell's admission of trust in him. And it more than anything gives him a little bit of hope. So Shock says, I appreciate that, Lowell. I appreciate it a lot. And because of that, I'm not going to abuse your trust. And he takes another deep breath and says, As much as I hate to do this, I cannot take your deal because I will never be able to help you find Myra and Sonny. They are happy and safe, and their trust in me was also well placed. I don't betray my friends. So, I guess I'll have to find another way to figure
0: out what I need to know. But thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lowell takes back his hand. He had his hand out in a handshake. I wasn't sure if he did, but now he does. And he takes it back and goes, Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 I don't know what the hell your problem is, and he slams his fist down on the table. But we don't have time here, Shock. You don't have time, and I don't have time, and we don't have time to be be playing around in hypotheticals. Why do we have so little time? Because of time itself. Because any second, anything could happen. Anything could happen. I know you grew up in this, in this timeless paradise, this wheel, but that's not how things work. Even their time marches onwards, and we are desperately running out of it. Oh, I understand
1: now. We've talked about this before, I know, but it's okay to be afraid. That's something you can face, and you don't have to face it alone. I think just about everybody is afraid most of the time.
0: And yet they do nothing. They do nothing. Like, like, Misha. Just sitting, rolling over, afraid of fate, but letting it happen, Shock. And I thought, I think, I know that you have what it takes to face that. This isn't over. This isn't over. I'll convince you yet. And with that, he disappears. And conveniently... For the sake of plot at that point, Hop, you've made your way back through the tunnel and you made your way to Shock. And you see a Shock who is just sort of idly leaning one hand on like
1: a broken, was it a desk? Was it just a sign? Was this a wall post? Who knows? Just <laughs> very much lost in thought out of it.
2: Hop, brushing himself off a little bit from his cave adventure, his mini cave adventure, will be like, hey, did you find anything?
1: Nothing related, no.
2: Oh, that's a shame. There's a, there's a cave down there and it seems to be the way out. I bet it's how the preserve goes in and out.
1: Quite possibly. Uh, that'll be a good way to leave here once we do. Yeah. Hopefully the preserve isn't that way right now.
0: Didn't seem to be. <laughs> We found something, too. And you notice just in one of the grooves of the side of the building, there's this bright green light right in between you. And Cuba responds. Oh, what did you find? I need to add it to my catalog. I just imagine B like sticking
1: their head into the frame while this is happening, just off screen. Be whoops in as a vine like we found something, too. And suddenly the <laughs> camera turns and
0: they're just there. You said you were looking for a s- spear, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. That is correct. We were looking for Red's Blessing. Red's Blessing is a valuable artifact from Prilema. And as Cubo is speaking, you just see the himself. green light just start slowly sliding away. <laughs> <laughs> well, we found it in this room over there. Well, let's go get it then. Yeah. Before anything else happens. And as that happens, <laughs> yeah, take a GM
1: intrusion. Yeah. Yeah. You get my other XP, Hallie. Give me
2: the XP. Yes.
1: Because there's no one
0: else here.
2: By default, my favorite kind.
0: And as that happens, the question of how you know the preserve is coming is answered because you hear those whispers again. Well, I look forward to being of assistance. We'll check out the sidewalk work. My evil boss came back to the office permanently. And B goes, oh no, it must have noticed that I have accessed the systems. We should move quickly and quietly. And with that, the light shrinks down as B flies back up and down one of the hallways. I guess we follow.
2: Yeah, speed, speedy quiet.
1: Tiptoeing very quickly, Scooby Doo style.
2: I have seven,
1: no um, I know you wish to discourage this, but am I allowed to use an x p to reroll? What did you roll? I rolled a three originally
0: okay give me, give me a reroll, so shock, you take two steps and you get caught on one of the one of the nails in the boards, and you just have to like rip away your robe to rip it away just carefully unsnag it okay and since you're so focused on that you then trip over something in front of you and there's just a like stumble sound but you get your bearings and you're able to sneak forward all right let's try this again with the heart of the cards this time that's a 17 okay much better so you make your way through these hallways. They're pretty easy to maneuver through. They're very square. They're not actually all squares, but they're all rectangular, sharp angles, pretty easy to maneuver in, but easy to get lost in as well. Cause they're all so similar. Shock, besides that initial noise of you stumbling, you don't make a whole lot more noise, but Hop, what kind of noise would Hop make that would be a l- not super loud, <laughs> but kind of loud?
2: He'd try to quiet anything that happened by like keeping a- his mouth closed and like a hand over his mouth. But if he like stubbed his toe on a rock or something, it'd be like
0: a. We're mm. <laughs> like if he tripped over Cubo. Like, yeah, you trip over Cubo and you hear a. Mm. And as you hear that, there's just this whoosh of wind, and you feel this like wind of spirits almost getting closer, whispering to themselves. And whispering almost you feel like to you, are you in red right now? Paula forgot her idea. You cannot get in. And you can feel it's looking closer and closer to you. What do you do to respond? Stay
2: still. I mean, Hop would just stop. And if Shock does anything, he would follow Shock's lead. But the first instinct on Hop's part, at least, would be the T-Rex thing. They can't see you if you don't move. Shock doesn't think that's a fig, so Shock is going to, like... Tug Hopper Scotch. Ah, um, hop would like kind of crab shocks sleep in response and be like a finger to the lips kind of wait to see if the ghost is clear. He's also trying to hear if he can figure out which way the preserve went so that they can gauge how far away it is.
0: So you just rounded the corner around a hallway, okay, and it's coming down through the hallway you just passed through, and you're at an intersection. It's like five feet away from rounding the corner to you or rounding the corner towards the other hallway.
2: Oh, well then, okay, never mind. We, we're we going to hurry towards the hallway that it's not
1: in.
0: Okay, give me one more roll.
2: Fine, let me get my third d20 of the night. Are you considering my sending d20, de- good dice to
1: Dice Paradise?
2: Yes, I have a shoebox, but no one has made it to Paradise
1: <laughs> yet. If only you didn't make it so hard to earn a position there. I
2: don't make it so hard. I ask for 10 or above.
1: <laughs> I imagine the dice can do that about 50% of the time.
2: The dice cannot do that 50% of the time. Fuck you and your math.
1: Three! Oh... Each of you give me a roll to run. Ah! Nope. <laughs> I want to use another XP to have God fucking damn it! A skipping stone in my pocket. Okay. When we hit the next intersection, Shock is going to send a skipping stone down the other intersection.
0: Fourteen. I got a five. So (laughs) Hop stumbles and this thing hears him. And as you start running, it starts to saying names. Elda, Luna, Tobias, Cassandra, Beatrix, Dawn, Kennedy, Annalyn, Eden. And as it's shouting out names, almost as if asking what yours are, what part of the preserve you are. Shock, you throw a stone down the hallway, yank Hop to the side and stay perfectly still. The beast looks around. Create something that is gonna be remembered for a long time, even if my name gets lost over the years, and it goes down the corner with the pebble.
1: Shock doesn't let out a woo. Instead, they just, I think,
0: sit there for a moment or two, waiting till it gets farther away. <laughs> yes, I'm wide-eyed. Okay. It takes a while, especially considering I'm assuming you two are like shuffling as slowly and quietly as you can or crouch walking. But you make your way into the one non square room in the red module. This one is interesting. It's not as preserved as the other parts of the module, and not just because Rock Ryan is just knocking artifacts off of shelves, picking them up, and then tossing them behind his back when he finds out that, sure, they're priceless artifacts, but they're not fossils. And as you get in, B, who is back on the vine on his shoulders, waves their hand and says, this room was not, 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 open by the preserve. So we thought it might be what you were looking for. And B wraps down and you see in their light, in the rubble, a long stick like the end of a rod. And you do notice that there are little cords attached to it. I'll look at Shock. Shock will take a look. Is there writing on it or anything that would help us identify it? Not on the spear itself. But you see next to each of these artifacts the podiums they were on and different names: Olive's attempt, Tobias's promise, Lakey's failure. And next to the list of everyone's attempts, you see a spot labeled in that glittering powder, Red's blessing. You don't know if it is here, but it was here. And if you know anything about the Apocrypha, it doesn't let things too far out of its grip. Well,
1: time to use my machine powers once again. And Shock sticks one end of his staff under part of the rubble and begins using it as a lever to, like, hoist up some rubble so we can yank it out. We have technology. Simple machines.
0: It's all I can do anymore. (laughs) Give me a roll. An 11. Something this momentous doesn't need something bigger, but it feels like there should be. When King Arthur pulled out the sword in the stone was this great big moment of picking up something no one had picked before. When Bilbo found the ring, it was in this deep, dark cave, hidden behind a series of malevolent riddles. But Red's Blessing doesn't get that. Red's Blessing doesn't need that. Because as it pops itself out of the rubble and the glittering prismatic end shines in both the candles and in V's light, you still know just how momentous it will be. I think Shock will just say as he lets the rubble down. I think that's it. Okay. So we did it. We got through the puzzles. We got into Red, we got into this room, we survived Rock Ryan, and with his and Bee's help, mostly Bee's, you got Red's blessing. Except for one issue you didn't fail one of your roles to avoid the preserve, you failed all of them.
2: Right. I'm gonna add it to make sure
0: it sounds good, but I'm gonna make you suffer. No. You said earlier, Allie, I should let players express themselves more and roll with what they're doing. So that is what I am doing.
2: That feels like a like a gross misinterpretation of what I said.
0: <laughs> well, well, well. If it isn't the consequences of my own actions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hop back in. I'm just gonna. uh, just, I'm just gonna check some emails. <laughs> wow. <laughs> For the next half an hour. Wow. No. Well,
1: that hardly seems like a way to live. Just adventuring to loot ruins, chasing after experiences. It's just like what I heard about in the Beyond.
0: Terrible. I don't know. The joke was a lot funnier in my head. Those places are all filled with dungeons and sometimes even dragons. Who wants to fight a dragon? They're the friendliest creature. Anyway. Did did the words... I didn't even try to make a Dungeons Your Dragons joke. I didn't even try. <laughs> was it the words
1: dungeon and dragon near each other that triggered this memory? <laughs>
2: I was drinking water and now it's stuck. in like flaming cage. It hurts a lot.
0: Jesus Christ. This episode is going to be so short because so much, of <laughs> it's just going to... But the post-credits is going to be so long. I know,
1: I just... It's so <laughs> just... Delay all episodes until April 1st, so this can be our April Fool's episode. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> no one's
2: No one said Dungeons & Dragons in so long, <laughs> it's just snuck up on me. And then after the tardy voice and fancy Sue and my botched detective instructions there was no hope. <laughs> There's no hope for the rest of this session.
1: Oh Jesus. I can't
2: do it. I gotta, I gotta, okay. <laughs> I'm to readjust myself here. Oh. I'm gonna Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs>